Welcome to the She's Brave podcast, where I help women be brave and go after what they really want in life. I'm Tiffany, certified coach and counselor, here to help guide you on this journey. All right, so today, guys, I have Amy Moore coming on. You know, I love having women on to tell their stories, <laughs> to share all of their expertise. And um, Amy is truly one of the people I, I truly admire. We've been friends for some time, and we actually did our um, coaching certification at the same school, <laughs> but in completely different states. So she's in California now, and we connected, and it's been great, and we've been yeah, I've been enjoying learning about her and her business and everything. So I thought it would be helpful to have her on today because she is all about self-care. And if you've been following this blog or this podcast, you know that I am all about you taking care of yourself and just wanted to have another perspective on you managing your self-care and making yourself a priority. So first and foremost, hi, Amy. Thank you for being <laughs> and tell us about you and your business. Yeah, happy Saturday, Tiffany. Um, thank you for inviting me as a guest. And uh, as you said, self-care has really been the pillar of my coaching practice. And um, just a little bit about me. I, I grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii in the 50th state. So I had a very different experience <laughs> from probably many of your listeners who are part of the bigger mainland. But um I grew up in a, my mom had divorced my dad when I was really young. So I was very familiar with living in a single family, single woman led family mm-hmm. kind of system. And so I think when I look back on um, my, my life so far, it's always been sort of with the lens of appreciation and gratitude, but also how important I've come to realize throughout my life, how self-care really, um, especially for women, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, Um, put on the back burner or it's I think a lot of people even today even with the pandemic um, before the pandemic um, they felt like it was a nice to have kind of thing and I think one of the uh, silver linings of the going through the pandemic was that self-care became so much more important so um, on uh, for everybody I think a lot of people used to think it's like oh it's all in women's magazines but I do think with all the health issues um, physical, mental, um, that it just took on a whole new platform, which really I am grateful for because um, I think it's something everyone should have as part of their life. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I definitely agree too, is that this pandemic, um, as much as it's changed our lives, you know, people have lost lives and lost, lost loved ones. This has definitely been a time for all of us to kind of slow down and like really reflect. And it's given us that time to really take care of ourselves and to take stock of what's important to us. So I think that Uh we had become so busy. It's like we just were going, going, going like I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do that. And then all of a sudden our lives were just like. (laughs) It's just completely disrupted. (laughs) And we had to like, we were forced to slow down. Like we were forced to not, you know, to take care of ourselves as well. So yeah, I I feel like that has definitely given us like a a real opportunity to really take care of ourselves. Not not even, not just in like the most basic ways of like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I should take care of my mental health and, and all of that, but in really deep ways, as far as how do I want to live my life? Like, who do I want to surround myself with? What what do I want to contribute to the world? You know, so, yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the universe gave us this great, I feel like, you know, everybody has their remote, remote control or their electronic device and somebody just hit the big pause button. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, I think there was a little, a lot of value to it. But as you said, I think there was some amount of disrupt, not, I don't necessarily think it's bad disruption, but a lot of mm-hmm. personal disruption at very deep levels in some cases. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's interesting to see how um, I would listen to a lot of, you know, because we couldn't meet in person, but listening to a lot, I think Oprah had something on relationships. And I remember Mm -hmm. the person saying when we were in the pandemic, like everything about your relationship will basically intensify. Like if it was on pretty good footing, like you'll really learn to appreciate it. Oh my God, you made the right choice. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, looking at your life partner, but on the flip side of it, there were a lot of um, instances where maybe people's partnerships weren't exactly ideally suited for them. And yeah. That, I mean, obviously it was very probably painful. <laughs> and I know people that whose relationships didn't make it through the quarantine, but um, I think it's, it sort of was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. And to spend that amount, like that much time with people, like we normally don't huh. have we, that experience. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're at work from nine to five. I'm yeah. at work. And we probably spend the evenings together. But to have that time where it's like, okay, we are here 24 seven. Yeah. It huh. definitely tested a lot of relationships, a lot of, yeah, a lot of relationships, a lot of mm-hmm. like, adapting and and I know especially too for like parents like having to to become (laughs) teachers in a sense like having to have their kids home and to school them and to it has been yeah it's been crazy but I I really do feel like it's been a testament to how strong we are as a people because Uh it just shows how resilient and adaptable we can be it's like we can we can adapt to things and we can learn to work together. We can learn to make things work for us. So I just think it has been a testament. And then we've all had to learn to work together as a people. It's like, okay, we don't want to, um, we have to work together in order to make this pandemic not, you know, to try to reel it in and to, to not spread the disease. We've had to put on masks and social distance and, and yeah, I just think it has been a testament to how strong we are as a human race mm-hmm. in general, too. I totally agree. I totally see it as um, my mom passed away like in 2017 and she was a depression era. She like was basically, I think um, we were in Hawaii. I mean, she was in Hawaii at the time I was born, yet, but mm-hmm. um, like on her seventh or eighth birthday, like Pearl Harbor happened, you know, and I'm like, you got your kid. And like mm-hmm. these bombs are literally dropping. <laughs> exactly. And like you grow up as a kid in that kind of environment. So it was always, as I was growing up hearing her story of the depression and how it really formed the character of who she was and how she was able to survive and like raise us kids on her own. Um, And I just feel like that was, I mean, I really, you know, nobody can uh, replace all the lives that were lost in the pandemic. But I, as you said, for us that we're fortunate to survive and make it through, Mm -hmm. I think it definitely is something that's building our resilience and our grit. And um, as hard as it was, I truly agree with you that the human spirit is meant to like survive and find Mm -hmm. better ways to adapt and that being part of a coaching, um, coaching with you, coaching with other people. I just feel like I was so blessed to have the skill set to meet those challenges. 
Definitely. Very healthier ways. <laughs> yeah, because men- yeah. mental health during this time, mental health and like not even just mental health, because I know that therapists as well have said this, like their practices and everything are like booming and like uh-huh. it's just been a really hard time on everyone. Like this has also been a time for people to, like I said, take stock of like, OK, what kind of life do I want to live? What's important to me? Because we've had that time now where we had to slow down. And I think sometimes we when we are like busy, we get into this, like, we're not really, we're just going, we're not really being conscious of what we're doing. We're mm-hmm. not really being intentional. We just had to have this time now to really think about, okay, what do I want? So how has self-care, like, how has your self-care routine changed throughout the pandemic or what have you seen with other people? Um, for myself, so I live alone and I, um, focus on um my coaching is actually with for single women because i feel like my life experience primarily has been um, with myself mm-hmm. <laughs> i have been probably single more than i have been in um, during times in my life when i was with a partner and i do feel like it actually and i'm an introvert <laughs> mm-hmm. as you know so having more time alone and being able to work from home actually was a plus for me mm-hmm. but i realized for other people it really um for me, it deepened my commitment to self-care and it sort of just gave me more time to do what I was already doing. Like I like to work out, I like to do yoga, meditation. So it really gave me more space and time to do that. I think with my friends, some of my friends even who are introverts, I was actually surprised that it really had a impact on them because mm-hmm. I think those people whose their work environment going to work um, was like, maybe a part a huge part of their social right mm-hmm. and like even parents that weren't able to go to the office and they had their kids all day you know they were stuck in probably that parental role for that whole time I think I definitely saw stress um in those areas and with those kind of people who had some amount of reliance on meeting up with other people, mm-hmm. um, going to the office, having a separate space. Um, Cause as a single person, I'm lucky and fortunate. Like my whole space is my space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not sharing it with anybody and not doing quarantine at all. So, uh, but I think, yeah, those kind of things really uh, affected their self care and their ability um, to have uh, mental health or you came on one of my self-care groups um, on meetup and we spoke about mental health and mental wellness mm-hmm. and I do think um, yeah people who really extroverts <laughs> um, god bless them um, they really suffered because I do mm-hmm. think going out and having personal interaction with a lot of big groups gives them energy yeah and so if that's taken away from you so intensely as the pandemic did you're gonna feel that loss of connection personal connection yeah um and i do think in in a lot of ways we we did miss that that piece of the interpersonal connection um that i saw kind of across the board so that was very universal i think and then also the news fatigue Oh, I think I even talked about that with you. <laughs> like, you had very good boundaries around it, but I, I'm like, but there's a part of me that's very like, I want to know. And part of it's like a little bit uh, for my job, but like what's coming up, like what's coming around. I wanted to know, the, to get the latest on the virus. But after some point I was noticing like my nervous system and just the whole, it was just traumatic listening to the news and not having any boundaries around that. So I think a lot of people, the healthier people, I think, uh, realize that earlier and set like boundaries around, like I'll check in with the news at noon, but I'm not going to have it on like 24-7. Yeah. That's just too intense. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, I mean, it, it sounds like it's been a shift, not only in self-care, but in also how to connect. Because, I mean, as a fellow introvert as well, like when the pandemic first started, it was like, oh, this is great. I was like, I could do this. Like, I could be home. <laughs> like, this is awesome. And then now like a year in, I'm like, okay. Like, I'm tired of being here with just my fish. Like, my uh-huh. fiance's now, he's back at work. So it's like, okay, it's just me. Like, okay, I, you know. So uh-huh. I do go in once, like, once every few weeks. And it's, like, refreshing to have that. Even though it's just, like, one other person there. It's like, oh, a person's here. I can talk to them. So, uh-huh. yeah, I definitely understand, uh-huh. like, from, from other introverts' perspective that, you know, at first it probably was just, like, okay, it's, this is cool. But then eventually it's like, okay, I do need some type of, some type of interaction outside of my home. And then also being at home, it's like, okay, I have to learn how to take care of myself in, in uh-huh. creative ways where it's like, I'm going to be here all day. So maybe I should take a walk or uh-huh. maybe I should just go for a drive just to get out the house because uh-huh. it's like, I can't be in this environment just like 24 seven. So yeah. I definitely sympathize and understand. Yeah. And that's key. I mean, like I had, friends who basically they'd be so I mean part of it too I think they realized it was like they didn't have anything else to do so they'd work Mm -hmm. at home and like not leave their house and I'm like okay you do get out of your chair like Mm -hmm. you at least once a day and walk like even the strictest form of quarantine I think they they allowed us to exercise Mm -hmm. so but it was so weird how like some people would just stay at home and it's like I would tell them like you need to go out at least once a day like do an errand or you know because mm-hmm. um, even for me going to the store and seeing someone and even if it's as casual as buying something and saying thank you to like the store clerk like that was a personal connection that kind of mm-hmm. helped me and that because when I would have those days and there weren't a lot of them where I would just stay home or I didn't have any kind of personal connection it did feel off like even mm-hmm. for an introvert like me, like, so I do feel I was um, really suggesting, and even in the self-care group, like have a routine, a daily routine that you can kind of do. And it'll actually make you feel normal mm-hmm. a little bit. Like everybody usually like had a walk in the morning or do a short meditation, whatever it is that kind of fills you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have some form of no matter how small personal connection. Even if it's on Zoom, like, it's okay. I would check in with some friends every two weeks. Yeah. Nobody actually would like to do Zoom because everybody's like, I don't want to be on Zoom. But I mean, we call on the phone. And sometimes mm-hmm. having phone conversations, um, being old enough where, you know, we used to write letters. I'll like, <laughs> like share how old I am. But in college, I'd write letters to people because we didn't have whatever these texts and everything. So there, were, there are ways to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think the pandemic actually challenged us to find a deeper levels to communicate without the ways we used to. Like, I think sometimes you think the text, well, I guess everybody was texting, but um, like seeing people in person, like that mm-hmm. was a lot of people's connections, which makes sense. But I do think you can have a deeper connection with someone. I bet like you, <laughs> I feel like you're my, you know, you're one of my close friends and I, we did it on Zoom. We didn't have it any other way. So it was kind of weird to me that people were, you know, sort of in that mind thinking of like, oh, I have to meet someone in person for it to be like significant or meaningful because that wasn't my experience at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So it's being creative, like like you said. Yeah. So being creative and figuring out the ways, like even though, you know, you may not be able to meet in person. And then I wait before I even summarize that <laughs> you mentioned to me, like at one point, like going outside and doing a, like a socially distance walk with someone, like just one other person. So it's like all in being creative, like whether that's um, doing the Zoom or having a phone call, writing a letter. You know, I actually like really like re- letters. I like randomly might, <laughs> I randomly write them and send them to people every now and then. Um, but yeah, like having a letter, writing mm-hmm. a letter and just being creative. I know Meetup has been like a really big thing for people um, mm-hmm. during this time, being able to connect with people. Um, and then also it sounds like having that routine. So having that routine uh-huh. of self-care and so that it's like become something that you just naturally do. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think it has to be uh, customized to you. Like, I like to work out every single day, but I know everybody else, you know, that might not be practical for them. Mm -hmm. And it's like really addressing um, your life. Because when I was caregiving, I was a long-distance caregiver. I grew up in Hawaii, but my career and my life right now is in San Francisco. But during the time when my mom really, you know, in her last few years of life, I really had to... (laughs) be like long distance, like go back and forth and shuttle between California and Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And it was really tiring. And I, you know, I did a little um, thing about it in the self-care meetup where I told them basically during that time in my life, (laughs) my only form of self-care was like trying to get a half an hour walk in every day, doing Mm -hmm. my mom's errands or whatever, like in a Walmart, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because Walmarts tend to be really huge. And it was air conditioned and always extremely hot during the summertime. So um, it was that and trying to eat healthy, like whatever you learned in grade school, like four f- servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Like mm-hmm. if I could hit those two things and I meditated at night, like I would basically listen to a sleep meditation at night. Um, and that was like what I could do, um, mm-hmm. which is so different from when, like now I have a lot more um, time available to me. So, um, but I think it's really um, staying in touch with what you need as a person to feel your best. Mm-hmm. And maybe I wouldn't make it too difficult, but um, simple things like start simple and something that you can do every day. If it's five minutes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but really and building and building gradually. Cause I think a lot of times people want to do, even myself, like, oh, it's this 30 day challenge. I have to do it every single day. And we get into the whole spin of like <laughs> trying to be perfect. And it's like, okay, you're defeating the whole world. I know And I think our culture makes us want to do that for some reason. It's like, you always have to be doing. And that's the other thing. Like, you should have like no doing, no due days or something, you know, like, or you don't do anything. And it's just, I don't know. Um, but yeah, really staying in touch with your, what your own needs are. Because um, one of the mantras I started, um, a self-care for a single women, single women meetup on, um, on meetup was um, self-care isn't selfish. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask about that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of the thoughts and self-care requires time is one of the two limiting beliefs um, that are out there that tend to get in the way that we don't realize. Even as women, I think we do too. Society does in general expect, have expectations around women, like Mm -hmm. caregivers are taking care of family or whatever. Um, So we tend to get more easily stretched um, too far. So I do think it's important, no matter how common it sounds, um, but like put the oxygen mask on yourself first, but more importantly, like self-care isn't selfish. It's like essential. 
yeah. to everybody. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I, I actually was just thinking about this and I actually was about to just, I'm going to report, not report, I'm going to record a podcast about this, like this week. It was like, who, but who else, but you, who else, but you is going to take care of you. Like uh-huh. it's no one else's job or responsibility to take care of you, but you. And when you take care of yourself, that's when you're able to, and it, it, and it doesn't always have to be, oh, well, I'm taking care of myself to take care of others, but it's, that's when you feel best. It's, it's taking care of what you need. Like you said, it's, it's, uh-huh. it's being able to, to take care of yourself and give yourself what you need in order to feel the best that you can, like you said. So, uh-huh. and I think I relate to, it's like, I think that we sometimes eat, we put a lot of shoulds on it. It's like, well, but then I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And it's your self-care is going to look different than everyone else's because it's based on what you need to fill you up and what's going to help you feel healthy, healthy and whole and fulfilled uh-huh. and happy. So it's going to look different. And like, uh-huh. we do have this thing where it's like, oh, it has to be perfect. I have to yeah. do it. Like I have to, I have to, like, I, I got into this myself when um, I meditate and then I had got into this thing where it's like, I must meditate every day <laughs> for at least 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah. this is like taking all of the joy out of it. Now, now it's become a job. It's become something that I don't want to yeah. do yeah. instead of being like, okay, you know, some days, maybe I won't meditate. Some days I will. Maybe I'll do five minutes. Maybe I'll do three. Maybe I'll just do one. Or maybe I uh-huh. don't do anything formal and take a walk, which is kind of a meditation for myself as well. Uh-huh. So it's figuring out what's going to work for you instead of, yeah. you know, what works for everybody else or what's going to, because it has to feel good to you. It, it should yeah. be a chore, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's the question I think a lot of people forget to ask is like, what fills you up? Yeah. Or what gives you energy? And I yeah. think if you don't, if you have no clue what your self-care should be, I'm like, just journal or ask yourself, like, what are the things, what are the activities that fill you up? And it doesn't even have to seem like self-care. Like I started taking, um, I really enjoy singing. I'm like in the bathroom. <laughs> so during like pandemic, because we're home so much, I signed up for online, you know, private lessons and it was short every two weeks. So it's not like hugely expensive, mm-hmm. but it just kind of fills me. And after each lesson, I just feel like so like this expanded energy and mm-hmm. it just feels fun. And yeah. it could be something you did when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be like this crazy, like hour of meditating because everybody else is doing it. But <laughs> exactly. I mean, I love meditation, but like, like you said, it's what fills you up. Mm-hmm. What makes you feel good. <laughs> exactly. That is yeah. self-care. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. Like something as simple as like, oh, I'm going to just take a walk around the block or I'm going to uh-huh. cut my phone off for like five minutes or uh-huh. I'm going to read this book or go to a con. Well, we can't go to concerts right now, but when yeah. we, you know, when we were able to like go to a concert, it's like whatever's going to, whatever, it's like follow those feelings. What, yeah. what excites you? What is making you excited? Right. <laughs> and that is what's going to be taking care of you. And it can only be five minutes. And I was like challenged, like the people I meet up is like, sometimes it's getting stuff off your calendar. You know, what yeah. can you say no to that will like <sighs> give you more energy? Yes. <laughs> I love, I see, I, this is so bad, but I love canceling plans. Like I'm not uh-huh. flaky or anything. Like uh-huh. if I commit to it, then I, then I'm, I'm going to do it. But yeah. I love 
when people called me and said, oh, you know, oh, it's off. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> One thing off of my calendar and uh-huh. I can just like relax, maybe take a bath or just not you do nothing. Can I just uh-huh. like, you know, uh-huh. do nothing sometimes. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I love that. And like saying no, is something yeah. that I think a lot of us struggle with because, you know, whatever the reason may be, it may be a belief, whatever beliefs that we have around saying no, we don't want to upset the other person or uh-huh. we have some underlying message under that if that if we say no then I don't there's going to be some consequence but saying no is like one of the easiest forms of self-care especially if it's something you don't want to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> or and building and, and even that can be difficult right but I totally on board like saying no is a very powerful self-care mm-hmm. uh, but I recently had a friend ask me for something it's a friend from grade school it's a, like literally like two days ago and I was just like, oh, out of all days, like, well, why is she asking me to do this? And I, and before I even went there, like I could say no, but I didn't feel like that was, you know, I didn't want to say no. So mm-hmm. what I did was like, I really don't want to do this right now because I took the day off mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't. So I kind of went like, I, I think a good maybe middle ground, if you can't say no in the moment is give yourself more space to say not now. Or mm-hmm. can I think about it? Yeah. And I've been reading a lot about like, you know, give yourself the room to make a 24-hour decision or if that's mm-hmm. not possible. Like what I did was I said, is this a rush? Because I kind of knew it wasn't. And I said, I'm really busy today. So can I do this tomorrow? Because I was really adamant. That I'm not going to do it on my day Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that there was, I mean, if it was really critical, I would have done it. But there was something that inside me, I was like, you need to be, you know, in integrity with your own, what you're telling other people. And I'm like, what would yeah. I tell another person? I was like, it's your day off. It was that space was for you, not for someone else. Yeah. yeah. So I, I stuck to it. And it just felt so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we say <laughs> yes to things we really want to say no to, we have all this resentment in it. And we're not fully, we're not fully showing up or doing it in, in from a way of, um, mm-hmm. We're not doing it with love. We're like, oh, it's like an obligation sometimes right. it can be. So, yeah. And then you're angry and you're like, oh, I didn't really want to do this, but I said yes to it anyway. So, yeah, saying no is so powerful. It can it be is. hard, though, but it is very uh-huh. powerful. Yeah. And there are small steps to doing it. I think like I'm, I'm all for bite sized pieces and small steps because yeah. I realize that. You know, you want to stay, if you stay consistent with the small, I think it gets you to the big. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I mean, yeah. if you're somebody who's used to saying yes all the time, I mean, it's uh-huh. not going to be like one day you're just going to be like, no. <laughs> so it's and like notice, you yeah. have to build on it. Yeah, I don't know if you notice it, but I notice it's my childhood, or it's the the the, the relationships that have been around a long time that maybe have that more patterns with it. Yeah. That, it's kind of like I look at, okay, this is another opportunity for me to to change my reaction to it. Because I think it is sort of a, a test, not in a bad way, but just to kind of stay true to um, what I what I believe self-care is important. And, and I think in the long run, it helps the relationship because you're not resenting the person. Like, hey, I did this for you. And mm-hmm. It's kind of like poisoning the relationship when all these resentments kind of build up and yeah. they're left unspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's a very interesting ride for even us coaches, I would yeah. say. But yeah. 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 It can definitely be hard, especially when you've had that relationship for some time. And it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it do, it does, it poisons the relationship. And cause then there's there's a level of um 
it's like um, the honesty isn't in there. Like it is uh-huh. more helpful and it builds the relationship where you're able to be honest and say, uh-huh. yeah, you know, I'm, I don't really want to do this. You know, this, you know, this is what I had planned because then if you don't, then there's all of this resentment and this anger and all of this and it just builds, you know? And then, yeah. 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 So as we get closer to the end, what would you say to people who, who believe that, because I know, like you said, we touched on this a second ago, that self-care is selfish. What would you say to them? I would say to them, um, well, number one, it's understandable <laughs> because I can say my mom grew up, she was my role model. And for a long time, she sacrificed so much for everyone else except for herself. So I understand and I I know it's quite normal to feel that. But I think having um, seen my mom's entire life (laughs) in front of my eyes, the the, the parts of my life that I have seen, um, I think as I, as I, the wisdom I'd want to share with everyone else is it is not a selfish act to care for yourself mm-hmm. because um, when you make everybody else more important than yourself, um, you're basically using all your energy and all your value and not replenishing the thing that makes you <laughs> that loving person or that energetic person or the person that um, you're giving to um, and that um, I would hate for you to realize that where you have nothing left to give, where you get to the point of burning out. And maybe some of you already have, have been at that point, but I think you know what I'm talking about, where you're so burnt out that you have nothing else to give anyone. And it's really um, feels like a lonely place to be because you probably have so much relationships in your life where you were the giver and there's no one there left who can give to you in the way that you need it to be um, in, in order to receive um, support from other people. So I think what you can do is replace the self-care isn't selfish to a better thought would be self-care is essential for you, for your, for you to show up for other people, but not only for other people, for yourself to be your best self um, because everybody wins. I think the way self-care is kind of framed was always there's a zero-sum game. And even to today, there's always this self-care is good for you because then you can be your best for other people. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, you're first still forgetting about yourself. Mm-hmm. And like being single, I think I live that more because it's like, well, yeah, right now I don't have a partner. I don't have a husband. I don't have anyone that would take care of me. So if I let everything lose, um, I mean, I definitely have close friends and a good support network, but um, I'm my own investment. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, your best investment is taking care of yourself. And when you're at your best, um, not only can you fulfill everything that's meaningful to you because you're valuable as your own person, but then, yeah, all your other relationships will flourish from it. It's not a zero-sum game. It's not when I have more self-care for me, someone else loses. It might seem that way in the short term, but if you think of the long term and the highest good of everybody, self-care really is the answer for everyone. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Like, it sounds like they're like, it feels like there's a power. There's so much power mm-hmm. in in taking care of yourself and realizing that you are your own investment. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I love I love all of that. I'm like, 
So Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I think, I mean, it's great to help other people and it's wonderful if you can do it and you feel powerful, but um, I, we're all human. And I think we all need our ways to replenish ourselves and nurture yeah. ourselves. And I think of all of us, every single human being did that. Like even in like five minutes a day, I think our world would change so much dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. It would. Yeah. Yeah. So I have really enjoyed this. Yeah, uh, me too. Yes. So any, great. let's see, any, I'm like, is there anything else I want to ask? Because I'm like really having a good time. I think I asked everything I wanted to ask. But any last things you want to leave with them? And then how can they find you? Yeah, um, they can find me. Uh, I do a self-care for single women um, on the meetup group. I think you can find me even if you're not in California, mm-hmm. but I am on the web. I have, if you check out www.amorikami.com, A is for Amy. It's A-M-O-R-I-K-A-M-I.com. That's my website. And the name of my coaching business is Single Ease. So S-I-N-G-L-E-A-S-E um, at gmail.com. That's another email that you can reach me at. Um, my business email is kind of funky, but if you would like direct contact, I do free self-care check-ins assessments, like 30 minutes. Um, if you'd like to share a little bit of how your self-care is going, if you'd like to improve it and kind of walk away with a simple action plan, I'm more than happy to do a complimentary um, self-care check-in with you. And if you have questions about personal life coaching, that's as well. I can answer questions. And um me and Tiffany do stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a while, so we might come up with some self, good self-care thing in the rest of 2021. Exactly. Um, so what I want to leave everyone with is just, you know, realizing your self-care is important. You're an important person. And that um, there's more than enough self-care and self-love to go around. So don't wait to make um, that one of the things you add to your life because you deserve it. And there's only one of you. So exactly. just wish for you the the best in life and hope we cross paths at some point in this journey (laughs) yes 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 so i'll make sure all of that is in the show notes too so i'll make sure so so everybody can can click on that and and get all the information too so thank you this is wonderful and you're i love the everything about the concept of your own coaching and being brave and no, thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's wonderful energy that we all need. <laughs> yes, we all need bravery and self-care. Yes. <laughs> bravery can be a form of self-care as well. <laughs> so, it is. It's, yeah. yeah, when you're self-care and you're really into your best, you can be brave and not and have the confidence to go after what you really want. Yeah, yeah. So I have really enjoyed this. Thank you so much, me Amy, too. for coming on. Yes. Thank you for inviting me as a guest. <laughs> no problem. 